Colin, yes. we have something for you. Oh, my. For being our first three-time guest Aww. in the in the three-peat club. Thank you. It's a little envelope. Thank you. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> oh, no. Describe this. This is so goddamn freaky. <laughs> so you understand. Uh, I understand. Yes, I understand. You're gonna Jenny calendar my ass. Oh my god, it's good. It's, Thank you. It's angel quality. Oh, it looks oh so peaceful. Um, it took a lot of. Go, like weird Facebook stalking you to find the right picture and then tilting it. <laughs> and, which is why I was like, I don't want anyone to worry about what I'm doing right now. Oh my God. What uh, what picture is this based on? Well, let's we pull see. it up on my, oh my uh, photo album because <laughs> I didn't want to linger on your Facebook too long. Sure, you screen grab that. Yeah. This one. And then I looked up how to draw closed man's eyes. <laughs> Like tilted the picture, <laughs> and then and then drew closed closed eyes. Oh my god! Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm speechless. This is. Oh my god! I am really, truly freaked out. Yes. <laughs> this is like this is a, a genuine creep factor. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sorry. To show to you how much we care. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh my god, Giles is gonna love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. All right, I'll get a little frame for this. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> this is, oh, this is going on the this is going on the wall. Oh man. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> As you can see, I'm not great at drawing hands. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> Can you just describe what you see? <laughs> okay, yeah. So this is a a lovely card. It's a recreation of uh, Jenny Calendar's last known portrait, but instead, <laughs> it's me sleeping peacefully. And you wear a nice, um, like sleepy shirt. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> a little, little long. It's, like a, it's a snuggie. Yeah. I think. <laughs> It's important you notice all of the details yeah. that went into it. Oh my gosh. It's this is amazing. The shading is excellent. It's really quite good. You gotta put this up on the website. Wow, I love thank it. You. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Of course. And it says, You're the guest of our dreams. Heart, <laughs> Kelly, and Ryan. It's so sweet. I should have filmed you opening it because it was kind of like, ooh, what's this? Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> it was some genuine horror. It was a real emotional roller coaster. <laughs> oh man. That covers it, right? 
Covers it? Covers the cold open. All right. <laughs> cold open out. Welcome to another episode of Hellmouthy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. And I'm your other co-host, Ryan Mogi. And we've got the three Peter. The Sultan of SWAT. What's SWAT? Sorry. I thought we were Yeah. Oh. I thought we were doing a sandlot thing. Turns out we weren't. Oh, shit. I could have kept going, but... Uh, Sorry. Sorry. We can start over. Welcome to another episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of your guests. (laughs) Um, Back at it again (laughs) with the portraits. (laughs) Colin J. Morris is here. Yay! Yay. Thank you so much for coming on again, Colin. Thank you guys for having me. I love it here. (laughs) He loves it here. (laughs) Or at least he feels like he has to say that. (laughs) He's like, I love There's tears streaming down his face. Yeah, for my own safety. (laughs) Um, We had, we we came to the end all be all of season two. Yep. Wow. Becoming parts one and two. Which really, I mean, I recognize that they are individual episodes, but they fit so well. I feel like yeah. you couldn't have separated them. Oh, no. No, it was, God, I can't imagine what it would have been like th- during the first run through of the mm-hmm. series to have to wait a week. Were they not uh, aired together? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> well, no, that would be that would be awful. That's why I just imagined that they would air them together. Maybe. But... It's like a very special... Yeah, there's no hour. way to find out. Well, I just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> just looked it up on Wikipedia. Their Wikipedia page is the same. So you go to becoming one and becoming two, and it'll take you to the main page and say it as one episode. But they were released two week, uh, a week apart. Wow. May twelfth, nineteen ninety eight, was part one, and then May nineteenth, nineteen ninety eight. So you had to wait a week. Wow, May thirteenth to May eighteenth. Yeah, between what a... that clicker, the click of the gun. Mm-hmm. That's yes. How it ends. Yes. Yeah. Which is a great ending. Yeah. Yeah. A little uh, words of advice from Whistler, mm-hmm. who I completely forgot, I forgot existed. About him. I totally forgot that that was a thing. And then it all comes rushing back because mm-hmm. he's like on Angel too. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. when in the intro of uh, Becoming One, when you hear his voice, which is like totally different than any other episode, we yeah. never have like a narrator. Yeah. Um, Wait, so that's Whistler doing the VO? It took me a while to figure it out. I was like, who the fuck is talking? Okay. Hmm. I'm embarrassed about who I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was Oz. I was like, interesting. The whole time I wrote Oz VO. Oz, I'm Oz VO. <laughs> you thought that? I was like, now? weird. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I mean, but there's no reason to think it's Whistler because he's not a character until he suddenly he is. And he doesn't speak. Quite in the way that he does when he's his character. He doesn't right. pour on me. No, because he's... Yeah. No, he's... He also is very, like, interchangeable with me, for me, voice-wise, with um that guy that works in the bar. Yeah. The little, like, Morty or whatever. <laughs> he was like, hey, listen, mister. Yeah, like that yeah. Guy. Any, like, fast-talking newsy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's this, like, very New York kind uh-huh. of... Ba- it's a bad New York accent, I'm not saying. It yeah. sounds like mm-hmm. everyone in New York. But it doesn't really fit with the Southern California. Right. No, he's, I mean, but he's an immortal demon. So So he can choose his accent. He can choose whatever he wants. Speaking of choosing accents. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Choose when to use it. What part of the sentence should sound Irish. And when you just want to, you know what? Well, 
I know who I'm gonna be in two hundred right. years. <laughs> <laughs> and I've we've seen I've seen these episodes a fat like a mm-hmm. bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And usually his accent bothers me. But this viewing, I think I've come up with I think some of his lines in that first scene are unfair. Okay. Like there he's set up to fail. With it's like lines. hard to say that. They're essentially like when he first sees Darla. Yeah. And he's what is a girl like? Essentially saying like, "What's a girl like you doing in a place like yeah. this?" Yeah, as yeah. if someone had put it through like an old English translation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's such like he's not set up. If he just said, "Hey, lassie," <laughs> okay. that's what people say in Ireland, right? <laughs> I think it's interesting. So his accent, I when I was a kid and I was mm-hmm. watching it originally, I used to love Irish Angel. Yeah. Like I was like, "Oh, another Irish Angel episode!" <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I sort of, I think I have a better ear for how bad it is now, but it totally distracts us. I think from the fact that Darla just American, just has an American mm-hmm. accent. That would be terrifying. Yeah. Back yeah. then. Like, where like, is that how voice are you come speaking? from? Yeah. Well, and she says it, she's not a time traveler. No, right. she's so not. How did, cause even people living in, I mean, I've, I listen to Hamilton a lot, so I know yeah. that there's different interpretations of mm-hmm. how people spoke at that time but even on the continent in america people had accents people didn't talk like this yeah like oh is that your that's uh, my darla oh <laughs> i thought that was your like non-accented american english like oh non-regional diction which no. yeah non-regional is similar to the mid-atlantic which is what i have mm-hmm. but then some words come out and it's bad like interesting like bagel oh <sighs> yeah yikes yeah, if Darla said bagel, I think it would well, have the entire episode. Uh, oh, it would have made me so happy. Want a bagel? What's <laughs> a <laughs> oh, <laughs> <up>, bagel? <laughs> she, I mean, she also, oh, she was so beautiful. She, mm. I mean, is made for that era, I guess. I don't know. She looked She's fantastic. beautiful in every, Julie Benz is. I'm, Just stunning. Yeah. I feel like she could fit in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yeah, I mean, we, so we open on this mm. episode with, like, Angel being kicked out of a bar. Yeah. And it's interesting, like, they do a lot of fake-outs in this show, and there's, like, one straight off the top where they're, like, talking about the kind of man Angel is, Mm -hmm. and you're, like, we're following a guy on a horse, and you're, like, oh, is it that guy? And Mm -hmm. then he's, like, later, and, like, rides his horse (laughs) elsewhere, and then it's him being kicked out of a bar. Right. And I think that's kind of our first hint at, like, the kind of person that he was Mm -hmm. before. I think they delve into it more in the future, but it definitely becomes a theme of, like, he was horrible and, you know, like, the most terrifying murderer of all mm-hmm. times when he was a vampire. And then when he was a human, he was also just kind of generally shitty. Yeah. yeah. So there's, like, not a lot of redeeming qualities no. to him. I mean, it almost, yeah, he, he, it kind of states that you need to have some kind of adversity. Like, you need to have something to make you, um, or face some kind of hardship to make you, uh, a decent person because mm-hmm. like I mean he probably was in some sort of place of privilege from where he was then and if I guess it for him it took like 200 years of like sitting backseat to a demon mm-hmm. or I guess floating around and watching it happen well and it's also I feel like in a way that Buffy's crew doesn't act that way except for maybe Cordelia like Angel is choosing to be good yeah like it's not his nature to be to take care of other people and to protect people. He's made it into his nature. Right. It's like, a, it's a conscious 
decision and choice that he made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whereas I feel like every the other the people of Sunnydale that we love, the Scoobies, don't necessarily come to it in that hard a way. No. Except like I said, except maybe Cordelia. Right. I mean, and he's made it his like mission because when Whistler asks him, like, do you want to be someone or do you want to be this uh for him it's about well it's weird because like there is that overlying uh or overarching uh concept of fate that's mm-hmm. always happening right because like mm-hmm. even Whistler's like oops I didn't realize that he'd be on this side of it yeah, yeah um but even within there I think there is some room for choice which is Angel's choice to like be on this redemption like journey for mm-hmm. so long so yeah well I think the one of the major themes not only is fate but like pushing back against fate like that's yeah. Buffy Buffy's whole journey yeah. is trying to not you know fulfill her destiny mm-hmm. really right. um so I think Angel probably like picks up a little of that from her along mm-hmm. the way yeah yeah definitely um and there's lots of Irish tavern music to remind us that we're in Ireland if you what? could not tell from his accent <laughs> if you were in a whirlwind of confusion <laughs> yeah poor guy he probably had no idea he had to do an Irish accent at some point. Oh, I thought you were talking about the character Angel and getting murdered by a beautiful girl in an alley. Oh, yeah. While he's, okay. like, suckling at her <laughs> but, breast. Well, at it's cleave. not. I mean, he's dying. If someone dying. offered me something while I'm dying, hey, I'll suckle. Whatever. Well, yeah, and aren't you, yeah, like, the reason, I mean, you're just so, like, crazed because you're dying mm-hmm. that you're just like, uh, okay. Like, you pretty much go along with whatever. Well, and it's the first time we've actually seen someone get turned. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. starting to see like what the mechanics of that are, right? Yeah, and I think there's got to be some sort of like mystical draw to the actual vampire mm-hmm. blood. Like, there's got to be something to it that's really sweet. Yeah, yeah. Once it like you know touches his lips, mm-hmm. he really takes to he, it. He's yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, I was thinking. Mm-hmm. You think Darla did the best thing for him overall? Oh my god, I was actually. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that. Because what was he going to amount to? I thought that about two different... I thought that about Drew, too. Yeah. Oh, you think Angel did the best thing for Drew? Um, When he turned her. Before that, everything was bad. <laughs> when he made I'm her sorry, crazy, what? it was bad. I'm not as sympathetic okay. to that situation, but yeah. Okay, so for Angel, I mean, what was he going to... He wasn't going to be anything. Right. He was He's just going to die in obscurity as a drunken asshole. Mm. Having not murdered anyone. Okay, yes. But that's like a fringe bad thing, right? Like, the, for him. It it's a, a byproduct thing. of him getting to see the world, mm-hmm. meeting really interesting people. <laughs> Have a motley crew. Yeah. No, I, he met Buffy. He never would have met yeah. Buffy if he had died in. Sure. Okay, think... there's a lot of skepticism. <laughs> no, I think, I think it is true that he she's offering him the things that he wants most in the world, right? Like, he's off. she's offering him to see the world and experience things he would never experience mm-hmm. and have people fear and respect him in a way that no one ever was going mm-hmm. to. Um, but I guess, sure, I think all of Angel's life is a byproduct of a choice of Darla's, but Darla certainly didn't have any of that foresight when she made the choice. I think she probably only saw, like, okay... I'm interested in this guy and I could make him into something great, but her vision of something great is very different from what he ends up. It was like the first hundred years of his vampire career. Yeah. That was really her doing. She was sort of mentoring him through all that, I imagine. 
Totally. So do you think she really saw per- potential in him, or she thought he was kind of cute and she wanted to keep him around for a while? Um, it's. I mean, it's hard to tell in this. Yeah, I think she. I think she might have seen like he and I together can like paint the world red or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I think she saw that. Um. Because it's not like they were buddies before. No, I think she. She might have been watching him for some time, mm-hmm. drawing pictures of him. While drawing pictures. Of him. <laughs> yeah, that's how he learned how to draw. Yeah, she, taught, right, him she taught him. There, there was like a good twenty years where they were just drawing. Together. I would watch this episode. One hundred percent. Hey, you should listen to Cold Read Radio because we read cold works. Well, we read. Well, we cold read works we read by cold you. Reads. Yes, we read cold reads by you, the the writer. We want you to send in your work and the listener. Yeah, and the listener. We can do anything: pilots, yeah. screenplays, poems, short stories, sketches. Uh, sexual erotic fan fiction. All right, that's Matt's wish. It's going to happen. Um, but please submit them to submission at coldreadradio.com. That's submission, not plural, plural, at coldreadradio.com. I was just thinking about also, like, Angelus and, um, what the fuck is his name before? We don't know, huh? Liam? Was, that's uh, his name, That's right? his name before he, before he turns. Angel. But we oh. don't know that in this episode. Yeah, no. Okay, well, so pre-vampire angel. We could just call him Irish angel. Okay, Irish that goes angel. away. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's there for like five years. <laughs> While he's and like he, getting used to yeah. it. And he's like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Yeah, like, what's that accent you're doing? Though? I like Let's that. Try that out. I like Let's that. Let's just do the Darlene voice. Um, so, like, pre, so Irish Angel and Angelus are both like motivated by challenge. Like, they mm-hmm. see, and they see people, and like, he saw her as a challenge. Cause remember, he's like, can I walk you home? And she's like, if you're up to the challenge. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right. And he goes for it. And I think um, a lot of what he likes, a lot of what Angelus likes about his interactions with Buffy are, like, this challenge where he's like, can I push her to this? Can I, like, toy with her? Can I do all this stuff? Um, And perhaps even somewhere Angel is pushed by that, too, where he's like, can I redeem myself? Like, can I, I don't know, finish this path that I put myself Mm -hmm. on? I could see Angel not really viewing it as, like, a challenge that he, like, strives to complete. But Mm -mm. I could see him just, like, browbeating himself that he'll never live up to Mm -hmm. his atonement, you know? Um, Because he's he's a really negative person. Yes. Angel with a soul. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Not an optimist. He's kind of a bummer. And also, I could also see him, like, every obstacle in that, he could be like, I deserve that. Like, Mm. relishing the, like... Mm -hmm. Self-flagellation, basically. Um, right. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that the next scene we see with him is at a church in a confession booth. Yeah. Oh, poor Drew. God. Yeah. I felt so bad. So, okay, here's what I, my, my thoughts with her. So, I, I was thinking, like, she, as, like, a seer, basically, mm-hmm. is not, like, the place that she is, which mm-hmm. is, like, this very, like, religious what time period, like 1800s or something, mm-hmm. um, where, like, she is seen as, like, evil. Like, mm-hmm. the, but sh- all she wants is to do good. So all Angelus did was, like, take away that desire to do good, and she was, like, able to really blossom. Because <laughs> <as laughs> now she, like, is rewarded for her, like, visions that she has always had. Right. Mm. But she does kill a lot of people, and she went crazy because he killed all her family. I was... Overlooking that part. 
I mean, I think it goes back to kind of what we've been talking about in general is that like the things and what honestly, uh, Angel, <laughs> Drew, Buffy, <laughs> oh, Oz, voiceover, Whistler. Whistler. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I think, what happens when you like lose your mind. Is that feeling of like words <laughs> isn't there? Just like okay, sorry. Okay, what we've been talking about in general, and Whistler says it explicitly. Is that like these moments, these things that happen to you or with you in your life make you the person that you are. Mm-hmm. And so like Drew couldn't be who she is without Angel in the same way that Darla created yeah. Angel. So it's hard to say like whether it's a good thing or a bad thing because it it is what it is. Just like would Buffy have a happier life if she was never the Slayer? We can't actually know that. Yeah. Right. Um, and there's a later thing that happened that I used to not be able to forgive someone for in the second episode that I'm starting okay. to like. You're coming around. I'm starting to I, come around. I, okay, we'll I'm talk gonna, about we're it. We're going to need to talk about that because I have questions. In general, like the things that ha- what happened happened mm-hmm. and you are who you are because of it and you can't go back to a fork in the road and fix it. Yeah. Like you just have to make the best of what you have now. So Angel is the angel that we met in the first season was doing that. He was trying to make the most of the life that, of the life that had brought him to that point. Right. But mm-hmm. I don't know that we can say it's better that that happened than if Liam had died in an alley and never killed anyone. Well, because it's a lot of like unknown unknowns, right? And also, like, how can you, how can you like balance those in a scale? Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Right. Would Darla have just found another person? Right. To, mm-hmm. uh, Turn. Like, would it have happened any? Like, would right, all those people right. have died anyway? Right. It's true. We'll never know. We'll never know. Because these moments, they come. That's gonna... right. <laughs> no one ever really wants change. No. <laughs> oh, my it's gosh. True. It's true. <laughs> guys, it's real life. Um, it's really good. I mean, I'll, like, just for the voiceover as a yeah. whole and, like, Whistler's sort of, like, you know, like, narration mm-hmm. character, um, I love it. Yeah. It's like tonally and like completely different than anything we've seen in the show. Mm-hmm. I think it works really well. You know, who who is he talking to? Is he talking to us? I think yeah. I think it's like direct address. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, he's like an all seeing right. eternal yeah. demon, so like that kinda even works. You know, really he's to... talking to us because we see everything. Mm-hmm. Right. But I I really I liked it a lot. And he because he's kind of like no like noiry. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like kind of sets what the tone is going to be. Like, all of his interactions with Angel mm-hmm. kind of set the tone for, like, what's Angel going to be like? Because Angel's, like, noir. Oh, so, so the last two times you said Angel, you were talking about Angel the television show. Or were you not? Well, when I said his interactions with Angel. Set the tone for the show, Angel. Okay. I just wanted to clarify, because yeah, I thought that's what you meant. Sorry, but... sorry. Yes, 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 yes. Um, there was a part that, like, made me laugh. And it was just stupid. But uh, when Angel is... So the whole time it's like the VO, the VO, the VO. And um, Angel's been watching Buffy fight. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where he's like, yes, my love, it will. And he turns to walk away and just runs into, <laughs> runs into a branch. And it like, just like cuts his face. But you can tell that they're like, we can't. You have to just keep walking. So he's just like, mm. and he's like just caressing his face. Uh, I laughed so hard. It was pretty delightful. It's also... Like that happens in life sometimes. Yeah, no, you're totally. Like doing the yeah, thing, <laughs> and or... then you walk into a breach, and you're like, I can play it off. Like, yeah, I'm you know, he's side. walking to the crib. Motherfucker, I ran into the stupid branch. 
the guest might love it. Will stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been even funnier if he said yes, my love will, and then turned and like picked up the branch and like lifted. <laughs> Wanted to talk about the archaeologist. Oh, me too. What did what, what were your thoughts about him? Talks like this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there is that about him. He was on Rescue Me. I don't know if you guys. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Oh, watch hell yeah. yeah, he's great on that. He was an actual like firefighter before. Oh, he was, cool. Uh, before he was an actor. He's like the uh, Johnny Trejo of short Irish dudes. Mm-hmm. You mean Danny Trejo? <laughs> yeah, that's who I meant. Okay, <laughs> not his Johnny. brother Johnny. Johnny, Johnny's Johnny's brother like, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny is like tangentially related. <laughs> like, yeah, Johnny Trejo. You see, that's what happens when I go off book. Yeah, read your notes. Um, but I also it made me, it triggered for me like you would think that it would be the coolest place to be uh, that Sunnydale would be the best place to yeah. be an archaeologist. Sure. Yeah. Like, why is this guy acting like he doesn't know about weird, creepy stuff? He's an archaeologist in Sunnydale. Everything they dig up has probably has powers. Yeah. It also might be a good episode for the sitcom that we're going to yes. pitch. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sunnydale Nights. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, I could just picture, like, an archaeologist coming and, mm-hmm. like, the um, like the police kind of being like, um, you should not, like, oh, she's to like, stop oh, it. She's like a Laura Croft kind of archaeologist. Yeah, she's, yeah. like, super tough and mm-hmm. hot and could, like, fight everybody. Yeah. But the cops are, like, not wanting her to get near it because. They don't want to uncover the truth. Right. They don't want to deal with the truth. Yeah. Well, and he's also probably new because probably every (laughs) archaeologist in Sunnydale dies immediately after finding something. Yeah. Because, oh, like half the stuff is cursed. Oh, all this stuff is cursed. Yeah. (laughs) um, But I did like when he was like, hey, like, be careful. Like, don't, don't, like, dig too hard. And then when he asks Giles to come in, Giles is just, like, scraping the (laughs) shit out of it. And I'm like, well, I guess he just really trusts. Giles. Yeah. Yeah. But he, okay, he was being a little bit too soft on it because he didn't notice it had a door. <laughs> so this archaeologist, like, maybe he's, he's somewhere very new. He was a firefighter before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then we have, we go back to the school and we have our adorable Scoobies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Having a light moment. Yeah. The last light moment of the episode. Yeah. All coupled up. Yeah. Adorable. coupled. Um, I liked when Xander made the mozzarella stick bow. Mm-hmm. That was cute. Oh, that whole bit was yeah. adorable. Yeah, yeah, so cute. He was like, oh, Xander. Um, they all make some lovely comments about her teaching bug. Mm-hmm. She sh- I. You're so mad she's a teacher. I'm mad she's a teacher. She shouldn't be a teacher. Ugh. There's a lot of stuff that shouldn't happen. <laughs> I know. Hell mouth. I know. <laughs> you know what? It, it's, and it's weird that like I can suspend my disbelief for like... All that. Or a librarian who kicks people out of the stacks for wanting books. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like the show is trying really hard to make us know that they get it, that it's weird. That's why like, everyone's commenting they're, on it. Why they're explaining it over and over and over again. <laughs> they're not taking it for granted that we're that we're accepting. Right. I don't know. I think I think the logic behind it from like a TV show, not in a real school, because it's stupid as hell. Yeah. But what are we going to... We can't have a new character come in and right. replace Jenny Calendar, you know? Mm-hmm, I think yeah. as we all will feel for the rest of our lives. <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. Both in, like... Uh, we also need access to all those files. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is the easiest way to do that. Yeah. And it... Yeah, it gives her... Though, 
Oh, I just had a fun idea. Guys, what? we're back in the writer's room. Okay. For season two of Buffy. Okay. All right. What if Snyder substitute teaches the class? Okay. But he doesn't know anything about computers. So right. we get more Snyder. Mm-hmm. And then Willow has to do all the work and get no credit. Yeah. That's and she awesome. still has access to all yeah. the stuff. And you have these good one-on-one scenes with Snyder and yeah. Willow. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. You fixed it. I fixed it. I mean, but we'd probably see a lot more Willow Snyder fanfic. What That's I, true. That was, that was than like what fun. I found. I found. None. I knew it would be Buffy Snyder because you. Ugh. There's only Dark Willow. That's it. Or no, Fallen Willow. I'm so sorry to whoever wrote Fallen Willow. Oh, that's I, the one. That's the one. Yeah, slash I still haven't read it. I haven't read it either. Okay. She said that with the biggest lie face. So <laughs> I haven't, I I haven't read it a hundred times. I don't have it tattooed on my. <laughs> Uh, if I turned on my phone right now and went to Safari, it's not one of the tests. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but, and Snyder, I understand sort of his antipathy toward Buffy. Because she does seem to be in the center of trouble all the time. Mm-hmm. But he's also, at least as we've seen him, not stupid. No. So he has to see that she, without her, it would be chaos. Is he aware of the... Slayer, because we know he's aware of the mysticism and that right. stuff's crazy, but I'm not sure if he knows that why. She's, okay. He could just be, you know, like a pretty mid-level lackey. Mm-hmm. So he's like running around covering stuff Like, up. does he think she's actually a vampire? Like, how does he no, think she's I don't in the mix all the time? Or maybe he's just so preoccupied with his own, like you said, he's middle management. He's worried about the people, what the people above him thinking mm-hmm. and what he can do to yeah. below him. And he may not be emotionally equipped to deal with all the stuff he has to do on that yeah. so he's just like misplacing all his aggression and all his anger he found this student mm-hmm. that he can blame for why his life sucks so much and every right. little inconvenience and like all the damage control he can just lay it on her and then like boom he's relieved himself of the stress for the afternoon yeah like i just yelled at that 17 and she I takes much it better. she really does like yeah. she takes more attitude than i think any one should ever have to. Yeah. He's mean. He's no, he is very mean spirited. Like so mean. Um, I think he thrives off of yelling at Buffy because she takes it, because it at least is like he is exercising some form of quote power mm-hmm. and she is recognizing it. Whereas like he is pretty like ineffectual. I mean, he's mostly just like trying to like you know, plug all the holes in the dam mm-hmm. and it's like they just keep coming up and um he's like, okay, well I'll just like feel better by screaming at Buffy yeah. Yeah. and her friends. Right. And probably subconsciously he realizes how much more power she has. Oh totally. So that's gotta be a big boost when mm-hmm. he can, you know. Right. Yeah. And also just like his whole life, non magical, has been shitty. Cause he he I mean she has said like you've never gotten a date, like you are like we know enough about him to know that, like, he has always been, like, this smarmy little fuck that nobody really respects. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't know if we know that, but it's definitely, like, the sh- the show is feeding into that idea. Mm-hmm. I think we could find out he was, like, big man on campus when he was in high school. I would find that harder to believe. Well, and also I think it would be a lovely episode Because well, remember, remember when... Um, Origin story. Guys, we're still pitching Snyder. season two ideas, right? <laughs> I, I feel like, though, Buffy does kind of reveal it, right? Because she's like, you've never once gotten a date in high school. And he's like, your point being? Yeah. So we know that he kind of is a loser. Well, mm-hmm. and he is, I think he is, like, 
He definitely plays the archetype of like the troll person who became that way because nobody liked him. Yes. Because no. we've never seen anyone be well, nice to him. Hey, we either. are as we as Whistler has told us, like we are what we are because of the things that form us. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we don't get to choose. Because nobody grows up in a vacuum. Uh, well, we are going to get, not to jump ahead, but we do get one little, we we will get to see a little bit more of Snyder, what yes, he was like in high school. We do. But at this point, oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, but it's, it is kind of interesting because, like, compared to that, with this, like, it, there is some sort of disconnect that way I don't think we'll ever know yeah. what exactly happened to him to make him like this. I feel like there, there wasn't <laughs> yeah. any, like, it reminds me of, well, this is, like, later, but, um, we like to think like, oh, it was this one defining event that mm-hmm. made this person that mm-hmm. way. But it is much more likely that it's just like an accumulation of small things. That yeah, don't it's probably the biggest factor to what Schneider becomes is probably just a really ordinary life. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, and the fear of being ordinary. And in a world where everyone is not. Mm-hmm. Like most people are not. Or demons and Buffy and all that. Right. And I think that is a fear that even obviously people have now in our world like in our like ordinary world is the fear of being ordinary mm-hmm. um so that's fun and relatable <laughs> um so is drew crying in the confession booth saying mm-hmm. i don't want to be i don't want to be an evil thing yeah and then angel makes her that he turns her worst fears into reality he's so vile he's oh, vile so he's good. so gross he's such a good villain yes i love him i honestly he is like head and shoulders above how interesting he is as Angel in so far. Mm. Like I think because he's really good at being like charming, but also with a glint. Yeah, of evil. I think that especially given what we find out more about like his rat eating past, which obviously <laughs> all of us knew as you were watching, but like it was revealed <laughs> yes. in this episode. I think that it becomes more clear that the Angel we've seen up until this point has really just been like post-traumatic stress disorder yeah angel like he is i mean he had his first moment of contentment at the end of his run as angel before he became jealous like he isn't yeah he isn't done <laughs> healing just, he's still broken <laughs> Say it. i was just like after being in a virgin like that's pretty lame <laughs> wait <laughs> That's lame if like your be- your best moment is like after having sex. But I think that part of it is <laughs> <laughs> a lot okay. of like I feel like it's a lot of like oops, okay, are you okay? Like I'm I'm sorry, like, you know. You saw the flashbacks. It was a lot of like like light <gasps> slowly moving <gasps> hands. Oh. No and lots it, of orange colors. Yeah, lots of orange. I think I think that's part of <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think it, here's the thing. I think on some level it is lame. It's lame that he falls in love with a 16 year old girl who hasn't seen the world, who who is not a grown up yet. Yeah. Like it, there's a, something arrested in him. Yeah. But I don't think it's it is sort of lame. But that's sort of where he is. Like yeah. he's searching for that. Like that the good that Buffy is. He wants to be closer to that. Yeah. And he. At least at that point, obviously, because he does sleep with her, he thinks that he can have that. He thinks that he can have the clean good without the darkness. I think you're right. Like, I think, like, he, it's that final moment where he's like, maybe I've done it. Like, maybe I've redeemed myself to a point where, like, I, I deserve, do I deserve to be with someone like mm-hmm. her who is mm-hmm. so good? And then it's like, psych, no, you don't. And then he gets <laughs> turned into evil. 
Right. And it's also like psych, whatever good, like the goodness that you loved in her in that moment is gonna, it's gone or it's, it's changing. Like she's never going to be as innocent and not just linking innocence with uh, virginity, but like, she's never going to be as innocent as she was before Angel became Angelus. That that version of her is gone forever. Well, because like his like spot of contentment is based on the, the maybe momentary uh, mm-hmm. misunderstanding that like she is not going to change like that she yeah. is like a, as she is she's permanent but it's like not fully realizing that she's like a person that is forming as well yeah um and maybe he was like chasing an idea of like fate and goodness and that kind of thing well maybe it was like the fact that he i mean she knows everything he did to an extent like he has opened up to every all the horrible stuff he did and he got his soul back and she still like loved him. So maybe it's like that, the contentment of like, mm-hmm. it's not the fact that he just did it with a virgin. It's just like, <laughs> so I found <laughs> I found somebody who can look beyond that and maybe there's hope. Yeah. Um, how old do you think Liam Irish Angel is I don't before know. he's turned? Because it, it seems like he's supposed to be like 18, but yeah. he's got to be at least like 22. Yeah, because it's not, it's not as close as like Twilight, <laughs> okay, where it's yeah. like he could pass you as a high school he's student. Supposed to be eighteen, yeah. but so like you think in the canon he's eighteen, yeah. but you're choosing to say that he's twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> Based on that like, is, think about eighteen to twenty two. Yeah, that yeah. is a big four years. Yeah, yeah that's what. Wait, but this <laughs> is also eighteen hundreds eighteen and twenty two. Yeah, that's that's right. like, like the thirty and thirty five. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? He's got like a lot of. I don't know. I feel like the air was polluted. So there's like a lot of air polluting, like free radicals mm-hmm. happening. He's sure. like looks older than he is. He could be 14. <laughs> I would love what that. What if Buffy's been robbing the cradle the whole time? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, he's, I think he's supposed to be 18. But to okay. me, he seems 25. Right. He seems that way. He just like, because he looks older. He looks and, like he's that. But, and he's tortured because he's like, yeah been um but i think it is true that buffy accepted all of i think it was easier for her to accept his evil things when they were in the past right i mean he sort of had a relapse i guess we'll deal with that stuff well yeah and she you know like the difference between like knowing and understanding right Mm -hmm. like you can know about something horrific but like if you sit there and really fully understand it you will be unable to function yeah and i think she knows about all of his stuff mm-hmm. that he's done as Angelus in the past. But I don't think she's chosen to, like, sit there and really comprehend, like, as he has in his, like, remembering, mm-hmm. like, the deaths of each of these people. And I think if she were to do that, I don't know. I mean, I think she would still be like, well, it wasn't you. It was the demon. But it would still, it would be a harder thing for her to fully accept. Right. And now she's back to having to deal with it fully. Yeah. And she's seeing it happen. Like, <clears> this <throat> isn't, like... Hey, I like killed these people in the past. It's like I'm doing this now, mm-hmm. and I've killed your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting the way they juxtaposed Drew talking about her visions with Buffy, like reliving a vision that she had like, mm-hmm. in the next scene with her and Willow studying, and her remembering that there's a disc between the filing cabinet and the desk. <laughs> yeah, like, where did that deja vu come from? I think it's... it was she had a she had an in one of her nightmares. That yeah. shot of it yeah, falling. Yeah, when she was, was having oh, a pencil okay. and it rolled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that just easily 
could have been she just felt it the first time she yeah. reached for the She's pencil. Like, There's yeah, I don't think it yeah. needed to be magic, but <laughs> it was. They made that choice. That would be yeah. such a funny fake out if she drops it and like picks it up and then is like, you know what? I there's something weird down there. Yeah. <laughs> and then goes and gets it the second time. Like that would be so funny. Or like it could have been a custodian, like oh. groomed it out. Whoops. Like, oh, this probably belongs on the desk. Just <laughs> leaves it there. <laughs> true the custodians are not doing their job it's no. been months it's been since months. Died. Be, it has been months oh be so dusty uh but once they find that spell it's now the question do you restore angel soul or not yeah i so yeah the scoobies are divided on this mm-hmm. um and i kind of want to understand xander's rationale because he is i think you do so, from listening to the I Only Have Eyes for You yes. episode, he's completely flipped from that episode. And so is Buffy. So mm. now he's like vengeance, capital yeah. punishment. Like, yeah. he did the crime. He has to pay for mm. it. Um, which was the exact opposite. Yeah. And weren't you, like, super into yeah. vengeance as well? I, I am. But here's the thing that I didn't understand. Mm. It's that, like... With the guy, with the guy that killed his lover, mm-hmm. it's still the same guy. Like with this, it's like Angel, like bringing back Angel isn't rewarding Angelus. Ex- Except like he still gets to exist, I guess, and have the chance of maybe coming back again. Right. I mean, so is that it? I think that's, yeah. Because if Angelus isn't dead, he can still murder people. And okay. no one is being punished for Jenny Calendar. And I think that Xander, just like anybody who's been watching the show up to this point, can go two steps past that and see that Buffy's going to date him again. And mm-hmm. see that he's going to be part of the crew again. And see that everyone's going to forgive him. Like, I think Xander is mad about the idea of not killing Angelus in the first place. But I think he sees yeah, he sees where this is going. Right. And he resented Angel when Angel wasn't evil. So I think it's easier for me to wrap my head, my, my head around his rationale when I look at it in, like, he wants to kill Angel or Angelus mm-hmm. to punish Angelus. Yeah. And Angel's death is just a necessary evil that has to happen. I, I don't think he differentiates You think he them. just sees it as, like, that's yeah. his face, that's mm-hmm. the this guy who This is the killed. danger, this is the guy that needs Get to be stopped. Him. Yeah, I and think he does. And there's, he's not totally wrong. Like, Angel, and I know he didn't, he didn't foresee how it was all going to play out. But Angel did bring danger to Buffy by being around her. Yeah. If he had just stayed in the corner and watched her from afar and not gotten up in her business, <laughs> then... Make with the smoochies? Yeah. Oh, like, if gosh. he kept his smooches to himself, then it, none of, like, Jenny Calendar would still be alive. Yeah. There were a lot of, like, casualties that would not have occurred. Right. Had he not stuck his fingers in the hot so, I think Xander, I, I guess That's I gross. do understand Sorry. where Xander's coming from. I don't understand how he could call everyone else crazy while he was wearing that shirt. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed. It looks like he skinned a couch. It looked horrible. It had, like, I, texture and oranges, like, green. It was bad. Do you think Cordelia's dressing him at this point? I don't, I would hope not. Unless she's trying to dress him poorly so that none of the other girls notice that he's handsome. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It so yeah, I, I think I'm understanding it better now that he is not, he is just seeing Angel slash Angelus as like a force that needs to go away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's the big bad of the season. Okay. Because I was originally, like the first, I guess up until right now, mm-hmm. I had always seen it as like, he is just being spiteful because he's always had this weird hatred for Angel. 
And I mean, I'm sure that might be something that is like always present. Yeah. Yeah. But I was at first looking at it as like he's just lashing out. Yeah. When now I'm kind of, I mean, you guys have turned me. Oh. I'm seeing it as like he is the one who's being rational and not affected by their emotional ties to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do think that the nuance, and I think it's the Willow who brings it up, that if you, if we get An- Angelus to stop being Angel, fewer people die. Mm-hmm. And then he's much easier, not, they didn't, she didn't say he's much easier to kill, but like, then we can make that next decision. Mm-hmm. Like, making Angelus into Angel, oh, right? I mean, that, no, that's a good idea. Yeah, I feel like, if I was in that room, that's what you do, Okay, right? so make I think I just got way then... more fucked up. Uh-oh. Right, <laughs> like, is this going to be another, okay, one of your theories that... No, 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 it's not a theory. It's just what I would do. Okay. Is would turn do? him into Angel. Uh-huh. And lure him... To a candlelight date dinner. To a candle, And then just... Draw kill... him real quick. Draw... T- quick sketch. <laughs> quick sketch and just be like, do you understand why people don't like this? <laughs> <laughs> creepy and then as he's like understanding what mm-hmm. he's done which he loves to do then <laughs> just end it stake to the heart chop off the head something immolation whatever he's done but he was so much easier to contain in that candlelit room than yeah. angelus would have 100 i mean i think you have to do this there's no loss in doing this spell no yeah I think I mean, that I guess... doesn't come up until part two. Okay. When she, when Buffy really has to break it down for everyone, yeah. like you guys, like this is a fucking backup plan. Like, yeah. You right. should be taking all steps. Like I will go kill him, mm-hmm. but there's a possibility he could totally just kill me. Yeah. So let's have another plan. Yeah. Um. Though she does come out for a a confrontation. Mm-hmm. And it's a trap. I know. This isn't about you, Buffy. God, and that's so much nailed, like, on a lot of different levels. Mm -hmm. Like, the, you know, teenagers always think they're the center of the world. But then Mm -hmm. also, like, she is the chosen one. But it's true that not everything is about the chosen one. But I I feel like that is one of her bigger weaknesses, Mm -hmm. like, as a person and as a friend, is that she does get so self-involved. Even if it's to be like, oh, Life is hard. Like, I have to sacrifice for everyone. It's still, she still is thinking about herself. Yes. Right. She's not community oriented. Well, didn't nearly this exact same thing happen in when she was bad? She leaves the Scoobies at the library mm-hmm. to go fight the big bad. It turns out it's a trip. Yep. A mm-hmm. trick. They get ambushed. Someone gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. She comes back. Yeah, it was Willow who got kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, like, yeah. It's like the exact same itself. thing. Yeah. Put a protection spell on the library yeah. so vampires yeah. can't come That in. would be neat. Or do it at Giles' house. Do the spell at Giles' house. <laughs> oh, my house. God. Do the spell at Giles' house. <laughs> but do then where would like Whistler Buffy's, hang out? Any, anyone's house. Right. Where would Whistler hang out? Yeah. <laughs> where would Whistler root around in okay. people's fridges? I have a Whistler question <laughs> sure. that I kind of jumped past it, so I, I just want to make sure we talk about it before we move on to part two. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys notice how he eats a hot dog? And maybe... <laughs> It's normal. So, like, maybe it's just me. It's so, a regional wait, thing. Wait, did he do that really? really? No, but when no he idea. turns the okay. hot dog to the meat, no. it's on his tongue. <laughs> no, it's like, a, in a, it's a bun, and he has, he orders, like, mayo and stuff, and he is holding it in uh, one of those little paper holders, and he doesn't, like, slide it out and take a bite. He goes, like, he dips his face into the hot dog and bites into it. Like, so like he from the only, top? From the top down. <laughs> So right he, in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like he's eating corn, kind of. <laughs> no, I, 
Okay, I know you need a hot no, dog. No, what I do is I push it yeah. out from the thing and then I bite from the side. Yes. Okay, yeah. how do you eat a hot dog? You go end to end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But no, you, wait, you go top All you're getting is toppings. I guess he really likes the kraut or whatever. But like all you're getting is like the toppings and maybe a little bread and a tiny bit of meat. A kiss of meat. An even balance of all things. But if you go if you go head on as you're supposed to in classic hot dog yes. style, yeah. you're gonna get all the flavors. You will. Yes, it You'll was just a everything. weird Whistler moment, and I was worried Maybe, you guys you were gonna be like, "No, it was a Chicago dog. That's how you eat no, them." No, you know like, what? Okay. I think what it probably was is the paper might have mm-hmm. been wrapped too tightly on the dog, and he, and he had to get his. He had to get it done so he could get to his next yeah, line. Yeah, I think it was an actor issue. I don't think it was like a character <laughs> choice. Unless, oh my God, if the script of this is like, Whistler takes a bite from the top of the hot dog. But what if that's like, how he got, he like nailed the audition by eating the hot dog? <laughs> like you're the first person that's done this right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's Whistler. No. Oh, and then the same thing, we get to see Baby Buffy in the same mm. series that was of Flash. Cute. Yes. I like that. Yes. She's really um, funny. She's funny. I love her, all of her clothes. Mm. That orange number. <laughs> that orange Ooh. jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and how she eats that lollipop. How I'm she's... sorry. I don't. Not in a sexual way. I just thought it was like kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh Ryan looks so worried. I've said a lot of things that are upsetting today. <laughs> I do. Okay. I will say, because especially, I think I'm growing out of it a little. Mm-hmm. As now that I'm in my 30s, I'm like past it. But You're I was over a, lollipops. No, over Buffy <laughs> Angel as like a really romantic thing. Mm. Like it's just, it feels like I'm. I'm just. I think I'm growing out of it. But at the time, I thought it really was. But when you think about like, there's the age thing that we've talked about. There's the life experience thing we talked about. And the first time he ever sees her, she's dressed in like a cute little skirt and eating a lollipop. Yeah, and she's no, it's a Lolita thing. Yeah, but totally. ew, totally. But yeah, no, it's ew. so gross. It's very gross. Well, it goes back to. What drew him to Drusilla, too. Yeah. He's always had Corrupting. a thing for that innocence. Yep. Ugh. And also, just with his car, I was like, okay, if that car was outside of my high school. Oh, my God. With all the in, blacked out things. Instant. <laughs> an instant. Like, I don't know. Something. Neighborhood also, Watch would have been there. I don't Whistler know. Whistler let him drive, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whistler's like, like. Do you know how to get there? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, go find her. I just. Take this this cat I have out back. It's blacked out windows. Take Route sixty six. <laughs> Make a left on the five. Oh gosh. Um, um, so yeah. I do want to mention something because yeah. the imagery was too much for me to handle. I love it. <laughs> um, so in the scene where Drusilla is talking about her vision mm-hmm. and um, you know describing like the relic that's at the museum, yeah. and uh, Spike reveals like, oh no, she read it in the paper. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine Drusilla just like waking up no, and reading that, yes. the fucking paper in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> but see, like really quietly before everyone else gets up. Oh, okay. She's got Miss Edith on her lap. Miss Edith. <laughs> we never believe here it. the city council's voting on a new sewer system. <laughs> Yay or nay, Miss Edith. <laughs> that is real. And like she. Like, you can see her over Angel's shoulder, yeah. like, smiling and smirking. Mm-hmm. So she really confirms that, yeah, yeah I just it. read the paper. <laughs> I and was the... sort of hoping that it was going to have her exact words. And she was like, it's a big stone. I was really hoping I was going to say, a big stone. Like, this, the subhead. Also, like, Drew has her own fun. Like, she was kind of fooling them a little bit when she was like, 
Because I think somewhere she was like, I read that in the paper, but I'm just going to yeah. like say it in my weird like vision way mm-hmm. and yes. see if Angel buys it. And he did. Yeah. yeah. She's kind of just like, <laughs> she really wants to please him. I think that's. Yeah, big. she does. I mean, she turns on Spike real quick. I know that's the next episode. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm just, do we have any other big? Well, I mean, just oh, Kendra. We haven't talked about Kendra, and she's not in the next episode. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's huge. Okay, yeah. so she pops out of the bushes, and mm. and then Buffy makes fun of her accent again. Okay, <laughs> and she's I wrote lots of accents! Exclamation point. Like that was so rude of Buffy. Like that was I rude. Felt, okay, Kendra, we reacted strongly on the podcast when we talked about it, mm-hmm. but Kendra didn't, Kendra didn't, I don't think Kendra was sad about it. I think she likes when someone teases her. Because so she's probably like, the this first is a time friendship anyone thing. has teased her. Yeah, she have that's a little relief from her very strict uh, watcher yeah. relationship. Well, like, and ostensibly, I guess, everyone that she grew up with probably speaks English that way. Right, because she's... If she's from Oh, you're right. So she's like doesn't have the feeling of being a minority because Yeah. What? Yeah. No, so everyone if everyone is talking that way, she's like, Oh, this is just a way that So we you're all saying talk. that like if I went to France and someone was like, Howdy, I shouldn't be offended. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just kinda like, Oh, like no one's ever made fun of the way I talk before because we all talk that way where we come from. And then like she doesn't realize she's being made fun of. I think she just thinks it's a fun new thing that's happening. That's I know, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. I'm, I'm adding a reason why. I'm agreeing. Okay. Um, so glad we're on the same page. What a fun new experience. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, this is kind of fun. Um, uh, and then. Well, and she, like, pranks Buffy, too. Mm-hmm. So she's mm-hmm. now kind of in yeah. on oh, the poke and fun. When she yeah. jumps out of the bush, I pulled a tail with my Yeah, yeah. It was fun. Yeah. So she's being fun. Yeah. And she gives Buffy Mr. Pointy for the big fight. Mr. Pointy looks so cool. Mr. Pointy looks cooler than any of Buffy's steaks. Yeah, it looks way sharper. A lot yeah. of Buffy's things, like she handed Xander one that was like kind of dull. It looks it like, like she rubbed it against the side. Yeah, she was yeah. like, he can't be trusted with like a pointy one. We gotta <laughs> dull this thing down. Yeah, it's just like she took it against concrete. And it was like tunk, 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 on the top, and then gave it to him. <laughs> I also feel like, and I know part of it is because she's supposed to look like a little, like a, a petite girl with a big weapon. That's like part of the, uh, the imagery of the show. But she should have like seven stakes on her at mm. all times. Mm. Why is she ever just carrying? Yeah. Ooh, cool. That would be cool. Like spring loaded. Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Um, but yeah, Kendra gets pulled into Drew's thrall Mm -hmm. and is murdered. Another murder where it wasn't about feeding; it was just straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Slit her throat. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was a good move i thought when it was happening mm-hmm. i couldn't remember exactly how it went down i thought it was going to be another neck snap yeah and i was like yeah yeah right oh my god <laughs> uh yeah but when she cut her throat with her Ooh. like awesome fingernail yeah. it was pretty sweet it was pretty sweet. that's such a true thing to do too mm-hmm. and the way she just like sweeps in there oh and she claps yeah oh i love powerful drew i think she's so cool evil but cool like, mm-hmm. she's a very yeah. cool villain i mean it was sad to lose kendra because we, I feel like she's kind of a lost opportunity. Yeah. we only had these few episodes mm-hmm. to see her, and now she's gone. Um, and she was someone who knew Buffy's work in an intimate way that no one else did. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like, it feels like just sort of, she didn't test well, so like, let's mm-hmm. get her out of here. I think here. it's it, the accent. If yeah. they had dropped the but accent, I feel like she could have tested way better. Yeah, I think it's a really, uh, it's a shame. 
with that character. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, a person of, of color. We have like no non-white kids in the Scoobies. I know. It's all white people. Well, um, but anyways, I think I think I might have said this before because I, I do love the ending. I love that we have Buffy standing in the room. Giles is missing. She doesn't even know Giles is missing yet. Willow is trapped under a thing. Xander's injured. Kendra's lying dead at the floor. And you think, holy fuck, this is the end of the episode. That's a horrible way to end the episode. How could it episode. get any worse? The police are there! Yeah. They want to arrest Buffy. Of course they do. Because they she find like her a murderer. lurking over a dead body. <laughs> well, I mean, she's holding its hand. She's holding Kendra's little dead hand. Mm-hmm. And like, looking at oh, her Oh, that's what you do. Sadly. I know. After you, you kill someone. You slit their throat. You draw a quick picture. Then you, you hold their hand. And then you hold their hand. Spread some rose petals and you're yeah, done no. before lunch. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That murder is still open. Oh, yeah. JC's? I mean, they're like, yeah. it's a cold yeah. case by now. Like, yeah, it's, it's Sunnydale. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's like, so for the next episode, yes. the most intense 60 seconds I think we've seen so mm-hmm. far is the beginning of that. It's suddenly cop drama. Yep. Yeah. Which is awesome. But did all of these cops fucking show up today? Yeah. Are they all yeah, new in been. Sunnydale? Like, what? Yeah. Where have they been? Never seen them before. Right. And only right now have they come, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Snyder called them. Oh, to, like, bungle everything with Buffy? Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. Here's my question. So, Snyder, does he know about, like, Drew and Angelus's plot to end the world? Because, like, how much does he know? Is he only, is he like on a need to know basis? Like he only knows what he needs to? I think so. I think he's kind of a flunky. Yeah. And they're just like, okay, you need to like, you know, do A, B, and C. And that's all he does. Yeah. Maybe that's it. And I can't remember now. Let me see if I made a note of it. There is a point where he does call the mayor in this. He does. He's like, May- give me mayor. Yeah. Does he tell the mayor this? No. <gasps> oh, I have some spoilery thoughts. So okay. we can't. Okay. I have a theory. I've got a theory. <laughs> I've uh, got one that's less spoilery. Okay, oh, please, by all means. I could see uh, Snyder, like, doing this, maybe, like, trying to gain a little favor yeah. with the mayor, and then getting a reaction like the mayor, like, what do I care if she's in jail? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's not my goal here mm-hmm. whatsoever. Oh, and Snyder's just like, oh, I've that done is it such again. A, that is such a, yes, that makes a lot of sense. I picture him, like, if this were a period piece in mm-hmm. medieval times, he'd be like scurrying up to the mayor with like <laughs> his, yeah. like the thing he's done in his little hands, and yeah. then like the mayor being like, "Okay, whatever," and him just being really frustrated yeah. and feeling unappreciated. Yeah, I pulled up the episode. It's when he expels Buffy, oh, and she okay. leaves, and that's also oh, right. that's also when she mentions the "you never had a date in high school." Yes, yeah, uh, like, so, oh, so that she's whole like little exchange digging around in her. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. walks out with a badass sword. Yes. And then he's like, he pulls out his little flip phone, cell phone. He's like, tell the mayor I have good news. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because it also could be good news. Buffy's going to fight the. Oh, maybe. Apocalypse. Who knows? Or it's not in the episode. Good news. She's not going to finish high school. And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good news. She's going to be able to slay full time. This is more of a personal triumph thing for him. <laughs> <laughs> Just wants to tell the mayor. Um, I finally did it, man. Uh, but Joyce is not happy that her daughter is being accused of war murders. No. Yeah. Though nobody mentions Ted. That well, so... he says your daughter has a history of violence. Or he does. I just was waiting for him to be like, 
he remember that time he almost she murdered someone? <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted it to be more explicit. It was like, no, like she should they should not give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I want that'd be so funny if Joyce was just like, again. <laughs> Why does this keep happening? Did Joyce ever find out he was a robot? Yeah. No, but Wait. she found out he was alive. No, but remember she uh No, she did find out he was a robot. Because remember, he was doing, like, weird stuff when mm-hmm. he was talking to her. And then, wait, so then why does she forgive Buffy? Because he never died. Because she knew he was crazy. Because he goes crazy. What she sees is him uh, be crazy. Oh, right. And she's mm-hmm. like, I should have like, Because be- he, I, I, yeah, she, be- Buffy told her mom he was crazy before right. she Buffy accidentally saw killed him. So I think, Bu- I think Joyce is like, I believe you, but now Buffy. Plus, he didn't die when he killed him. Yeah. So, so robot. Yeah. Buffy is kind of wanted. By the police. Uh-huh. And um, is stopped by a squad car. Mm-hmm. And who comes to her rescue? Spike! Spike! I wrote that too! All I just, caps. Spike exclamation point! <laughs> he doesn't want the world to end. No, he's a very pragmatic person. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great scene. It really... I love that scene. Sho- it shows you so much of his character mm-hmm. that you're going to have for yeah. from now on. Like, this is who he really is. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's funny. I used to not like, a, like when I was first watching it, I was never a big Spike fan. Okay. And then, like, a couple of years ago on a rewatch, I started to think, like, oh, this is actually a really great character. Yeah. Like, he's really fun. Yes. Because he has, like, simple but well-defined desires. Mm-hmm. And his main goals are just to get those things. Yeah. And, the, and he's willing to do it in whatever way he needs yeah. to, which is to partner up with Buffy, fine. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they hate each other, but, like, are working together to stop the end of the world is fun. Yeah. Well, and they both let their, like, sass fly when they're together. Oh, because they so don't care about hurting each other. Right. So it's really fun. It's awesome. Yeah. It's very fun. They don't, yeah. Yeah, when she's just like, I hate you. Like, and she yeah. says it so venomously. It's awesome yeah i do like in that exchange that they just like throw a couple of haymakers at each other like mid-sentence yeah and then just all right we'll just keep going yeah um they're in a band oh because joyce finds them yes and they they try to say they're in a band Mm -hmm. but once joyce sees a vampire explode in front of her yeah uh buffy has to tell the truth yeah so joyce finds out cat's out of the bag Mm -hmm. thank goodness God, thank God. I think that was a bit of a missed opportunity when Buffy finally tells her, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a vampire slayer and that's our act break. Yeah. I would love for her to turn to her mom and be like, in every generation. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> and done like the whole speech. Yeah. Joyce, it like keeps cutting to Joyce and she's just like watching. <laughs> she's listening. Um, well, also like the Spike Joyce this Love is something that goes choice. on for the rest of the yeah. series. I, yeah. yeah, it's such an awesome relationship. Like, the two of them just somehow connect in a way that neither of them connect with any other characters. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, and it also Spike doesn't have a soul. Like, yeah. Angel's like, well, I don't want to talk to your mom and everything. And Spike's just like this demon who's just like, yeah, Joyce is all right. Like, I'm going to keep <laughs> yeah. her around. Like, well, she's cool. He still, yeah. he still likes people. So yeah. Yeah. he, like, he likes her enough. Like, mm-hmm. This kind of is just a peek at what, you know, their relationship is. But, like, they're, they seem totally fine with each yeah, other. Yeah, they sit mm-hmm. and they have to make small talk. Yes. I think Spike and his kind of more complex morality, like, adds shading to the show. Mm-hmm. And as the show develops, it becomes much more uh, complex and 
in that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not. I feel like this is the beginning of some more interesting gray areas. Yeah, yeah. The show hasn't really explored yet. Yeah. Um, we also have Xander's heartfelt speech to a. We haven't talked about that. Willow is in a coma. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah. Um, she got bonked on the head. She got bonked on the head hard. Even right. though I thought her legs were going to be smashed because she was smashed under yeah. a like her head was free and her legs yeah. were smushed under. Bookcase. Maybe but, like an encyclopedia fell from the shelf and oh, knocked look her the in the corner eye. of it. Just yeah. <laughs> she had such a small little wound she did on her forehead. It was just like two stitches uh, or something. But yeah. while she's unconscious, Sander urges her to wake up. He like he loves he, her. He gets really emotional and vulnerable to her. But then she says, "Oz." Yeah. There he is, rolling in in a Larry bowling shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had one that said Mike. Uh, so that resonated with you oh it totally did and then it reminded me like why did i never find a ryan one that's ridiculous i'm still kind of mad about it yeah i think mike's a better mike that's cooler i guess oz would never wear one that said oz that's true that's true you want that like like, vintage look right yeah it was a it was real vintage but i was like a real vintage one that's also said ryan Mm -hmm. yeah i mean do you think maybe that's trying too hard Oh gosh. I think with the matching bowling shoes, that might be trying <laughs> and, to just walk and down carrying the hallway. a bowling ball. And I will time. tell you guys. If you keep your books in a bowling bag. <laughs> uh, one week ago today, I was. Whoa, what's oh, no, sorry. A week ago yesterday, I was at a, a thrift store in Dallas mm-hmm. called Dolly Python. I recommend Ooh, it to wow. all people. Cool, cool name. To go. Yeah, isn't it? And I found a bowling ball bag with my initials on it. Oh, and Ryan. I bought it. Yay! <laughs> so, so my childhood dreams came true in a cooler way. No, that's better. I think yeah. that's much better. That's right. great. Oh, that's and so I'll never cool. know whose name it was. I mean, R.E.M. But other than that, <laughs> we'll never know. Cool. Um, that is very cool. Thanks, guys. So, Buffy and uh, uh, Joyce have mm-hmm. a are, have an argument about like. Joyce is like, you're not going yeah, you're out there. You're done. Have you tried not being the Slayer? That, to me, felt like a very like a coming out sure. argument. Because mm-hmm. it was very like, are you sure? Have you tried not doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Buffy's like, I was born this way. Blah, blah, I can't change it. Mm-hmm. It's fate. It's fate. Meanwhile, Joyce's car door is still open. Yeah, it's been open this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the battery's dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. It doesn't even ding anymore. <laughs> um... Well, yeah, and that scene is rough, and Joyce's reaction is, it's one of those things where you can sympathize with her, but it's really hard in that moment when she tells Buffy if she leaves, she doesn't get to come back. Yeah. That's, I mean, those words obviously are going to haunt Joyce for a while. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's a bad move, parents. Yeah, parents don't do that. The weird thing is, like, maybe I'm just desensitized to that, but, like, my parents said that, or my mom said that kind of stuff to me all the time, and I was just like, whatever. And then you would just do whatever you wanted. Uh, kind of. I would, like, lie about a lot of things and then come back and be like, I'm in big trouble, but I know I'm not kicked out of the house. Right, My parents right. never threatened me with that, um, but I also probably should have done more things so that yeah. they would have threatened me with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was, like, not defiant enough. Like I could have <laughs> really had a way more cliche 
yeah. childhood <laughs> if I pushed the envelope. They really a just bit. like trusted me, and then I like valued that trust. And just, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to mess it up. It's like, the whole thing. <laughs> my brother was—I don't even think because my brother was like the one who was defiant sometimes, mm-hmm. and I don't even think he, my parents ever tried to kick him out of the house. Oh, so you know what I noticed? Yeah. This is something I've been obsessed with, and I want to go back and find out exactly what episodes. But in the scene where she's about to go have the final showdown with Angel and she gets into the big Mm -hmm. blow-up with uh, Joyce, she's wearing Angel's Cross again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which she ditched a while ago. Yeah. Really early on in season two. She's wearing it again to before that when she's arguing with Spike. Oh, okay. She's wearing it. Yeah. Did she wear it to the fight that she thought was the final fight in the episode? Yes, she wore it to that. Maybe it's just her nice cross. Because she also, when she was packing for that fight, found the Clada ring. Yes, right. she did. Which, oh, come on. We know yeah. teenage girls. They would have just throw it. It would be yeah. in like a pouch or like in a special yeah. place. It wouldn't just be in like the bottom under of the drawer. Drawer. Under hair rollers or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it was weird. <laughs> just in case she ever gets around to that perm. Yeah. <laughs> She's busy. She's very busy. Um, but yeah, she gets kicked out of the house and expelled within five minutes. So she's feeling a lot of rejection Mm -hmm. all over the place, which Mm -hmm. perhaps explains her behavior at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Her choice. Yeah, her choice. Um, But But, um, Willow has woken up when she saw when she called for Oz. Oz was there. It was perfect. It was beautiful. And Willow's like, hey, I'm still going to do the spell. Mm -hmm. And Xander's a little skeptical still, but they're going to do the spell. Mm -hmm. And she says, hey, Xander, go find Buffy. Tell her I'm doing the spell. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to, but of course I will, because if I did it, that would be like a huge betrayal of both you and Buffy. And like kind of a shitty thing to do. Mm-hmm. So he goes and he finds her. But then in the moment when they're hiking in Malibu Creek, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. And you can tell it's a split decision. Uh-huh. Like he makes yeah. it in that moment. moment. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just Willow like, you know what? Says, Fuck it. Look at that. Also, if I were Buffy, I'd just be like, okay, pause. <laughs> Our Willow? Yeah, I'd, I'd be like, um, okay, a lot of things. Uh, a, um, she told you to fall <laughs> just to say kick his ass? Like, just be, I'd be like, and also, like, did Buffy at that time know that Willow is awake? Yeah. Yes, they okay, had a phone she, she had a Oh, right, right. We spoke on the phone. And there would just be a lot where I'd be like, like, there's something so fishy about this situation. So Willow has started cursing more than Buffy is used to. But is she... She calls Xander something that is so upsetting. Yeah, where'd you yeah. get that language? <laughs> I I went through a bunch of options in my mind. I can't decide which one. I don't know what it is. Maybe I, call I have a, a favorite. Yeah, a that, was, that was my favorite. What'd you say? Motherfucker? Because yeah. I think that would even still be surprising to hear from Willow. That would be really surprising. Yeah, he's just being a real motherfucker <laughs> about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. But I mean, yeah, like it would be like, is she that crazed about cursing that she's going to send Xander to be her proxy <laughs> to like go? They don't have cell phones. Oh my god! No, they do. Snyder was talking on a cell phone. Well, Snyder does, oh, but Buffy yeah. doesn't have. Oh, that's true. She's it's not as prevalent. <laughs> they have pagers. They do have pagers. Um, Beat me. So, but that choice that Xander makes maybe affects the future. Maybe it mm-hmm. wouldn't have made a difference. We don't actually know. I think so. It's not the necessarily the moral thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's not the easy thing to do, and mm-hmm. he may have selfish reason, uh, reasons behind it. But I think it was what needed to be done. 
Interesting. Because we saw Buffy fight Angel when she had hope of saving him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we saw her fight him when she finally, like, after saying it a million times mm-hmm. and, you know, like, trying to convince everyone that she was ready to do what had to be yeah. done. When it was, this last fight is really the only time she's fighting with that sort of, like, drive. I think she needed to be lied to in order to survive that fight. That's fine. I, I'm not, because I'm not sure how she would have fought if she thought there, like, if she was just trying to hold him off. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, in my mind, I'm making the, the assumption that, like, that, like, ferocity and that, like, desperation that she had when she was fighting, mm-hmm. like, I just have to kill him. I'm fighting, like, for my life, basically. When it's just those two, like, goals. It's, like, to survive and to kill Angel. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, okay, survive, like, hold him off for long enough that he's... Hope that he you know, comes back. Hope he comes back. I mean, then what? Like, you don't know how to, like, apportion your strength. Because you're like, okay, mm-hmm. it's been, like, 20 minutes. We've been fighting. Is it going to happen in the next five minutes? I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. am I going to have to keep pushing, like... I mean, well, and the truth is, not that Xander knew this, but the truth is that Angel had already cut himself and had already used his blood to wake Akathla Akathla up. So when she arrived, when she got there, yeah. So like, it doesn't. There's nothing Buffy. All Buffy ended that ended the saved the world from being ended in the only way that she could have, right? Whether right. he's Angel or not, you know, she was gonna have to sacrifice that body, or I mean, I guess she could have like. Pushed his bloody hand. I don't know what she, but like at yeah. that point, she closed the door to hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, the door to hell was already open. I think actually, yeah, and that 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 thought that you're having is something that I have thought in the later episodes mm-hmm. when like the fallout from this is discussed. Yeah, because I remember thinking like, well, I mean, it was already open. What was she supposed to like? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, not awesome that Xander did that, but. I think Would that, it have changed anything? Unknown. Yes, but I think you. I think it's not morally forthright to pretend like you are going to do something. Mm-hmm. And not do I it. think it's more fucked up to. Well, no, that's not true. Never mind. To Willow than to Buffy. I was going to say that, and then I was like, no, it's not. I don't think it's more fucked up, but it is like a sign. Of, uh, I feel I'm a. But I okay. We talked about like you're a vengeance person. I'm a law person. Mm-hmm. Another thing that is true about me is I'm also a person who thinks that you should have the strength of your convictions. So, like, you can do something that I think is fucked up, but, like, be straight up about it. Yeah. If you're going to lie to me about that, then what's, then you have no high horse to sit on. No, yeah. I And so, like, I if he was just like, no, it's going to distract her. I'm not going to do it. Mm. Yeah. But that's not what he did. Yeah. I think, I don't think he was that, like, calculating about yeah. it. Like you said, it was a real last minute decision. Mm-hmm. I think it just sort of. I don't know. I, I like to think that he knew that it would distract her. And his, yeah. like, what he was doing was wrong, but he saw it as the ends justifying the means. But I don't think when he left the hospital, he had any intention of, like, setting this, like, huge web yeah, of yeah. lies into motion that would, you know, end up killing Angel. I, I agree. I think he, like, when he left, he was just like, I don't want to do this, but I'll do it. Right. And then, like, mm-hmm. when he got there, he was like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to just, I, I have to lie. I think that's what happened. And I don't know. I mean, we'll never know. That's fate. That's what, how life works. Um, and we don't know that it anything would have been different right. if he had told her. Right. Right. I think um, it ultimately shows, like, Xander's not right for Buffy because he's acting selfish. I don't think he's... Yeah. I think he's more kind of considering himself than he is Buffy in that moment. Just wanting Angel. 
Yeah, wanting Angel out of the picture. I think he is very angry at Angel, right? And it's yeah. still like something that propels him to this day mm-hmm. or to that day. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I think something that Buffy does not like is selfishness. Even though she herself can be selfish, she sees it as being selfish because she's dealing with the fact that she has to be so selfless. Right. But like for, I I don't think she sympathizes with like regular people being selfish. And it, she's also, I think, and she, it becomes more and more explicit as the show goes on, but she sees herself as the general mm-hmm. militarily of this group. And so there's a significant amount of insubordination happening if Xander is not delivering the information the way he is supposed to. Right. Like, there's also a part where I don't think she respects Xander's autonomy within the structure of the Scoobies. Like, she doesn't want him to make decisions for himself. Right. She wants him to in- follow orders. Which isn't, I mean, if I were Xander, I would resent that too. Like, that's not a great way to treat your friends. But I do think she, re- she, does, she wouldn't want him to make that choice because she doesn't necessarily want him to make his own choices. Right. She wants him to follow her. And I'm sure she sees it as any information, pertinent information, I need to have because I'm the one going into this fight and I should know everything that's going on so I can Mm -hmm. make my play. So I'm sure if she found out that he lied to her, I don't know if she does. We'll have to keep watching. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like, you would be furious. Yeah. No, I because I would be like, because I'm the person making this decision, mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. make All an facts. informed decision. Absolutely. And um, it's not your place, Xander, as someone that at best I view as a contemporary, more often I view as like a subordinate, subordinate mm-hmm. for you to decide what I need to know in order to make, an inf- like, to make the right decision, which yeah. you deem to be right. Mm-hmm. I'm the one fated to decide what's right. And so it's like, I don't know. I think she would have been mad. Well, and he also, here's the other thing that it's, it's again, it's that thing of like, this leads to this, leads to this, and who knows? You can't stop it or control it. It's just how it plays out. But also, there's other things in the episode to talk about it, but I'm going to the end of the episode. It plays out in the most heartbreaking way that it yeah. could have played mm-hmm. out for her. Yeah. Like, baggy clothes, sad Buffy. Yeah, I mean, she literally has to murder the love of her life. Right. Yeah. To save the world, there's no choice. Mm -hmm. It's not for her to do what she knows is the right thing. Oh, yeah. She's put in that position where she has to murder him with his little puppy dog eyes, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't really understand what's happening. Yeah, because he's just like... Yeah. He's just confused. They set up that it takes a couple of minutes for him to remember. He doesn't know what's happening. He doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, Um, it's brutal. I remembered it going down that she stabs him as he turns. Oh. That's what I remember because I was waiting. Right. Yeah. And then it happens so no. much worse. Yeah. Because she like kisses him and she's like close your eyes. Oh I know. God. He it's immediately like she... recognizes her and he's oh. so happy to see her and you can see it and it's just like it's like an old yeller moment. It is like yeah. it's like old yeller. Yeah. Put that dog down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To save the world. Can we uh, just there's a part that I was annoyed with. Yeah. Let's go back. With how Xander treats Cordelia. Okay. Where he's like, he's like, you look, you don't look well, Willow. Mm-hmm. And then he asks Cordelia for her opinion. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, yeah, like you just look really. Like your hair is like yeah, so Yeah, and, and the lips. And he's like, can we stay on topic here, honey? And I hated when he said that to her. Because A, you know how Cordelia is. And you ask her for her input. Mm-hmm. And you know she's going to say that. So you, you like 
set it up for her to respond in yeah. the way she's bound to respond. And then you like in a, such a weird condescending way are like, honey, can we like stay on it's topic? It's funny because he they were kind of sweet together in the hospital earlier. Like mm-hmm. yeah. and maybe it was just when she was serving him. But like she's like got went to go oh, get yeah, him coffee, coffee. And like yeah. it was just like they seemed like they were supporting each other through a rough thing. Mm-hmm. And you're right. The way he said honey was just like it was so honestly I, though, honey, unless you're like like literally a fifties couple, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to say honey and not sound condescending. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right, honey? I can hear that. Like, yeah. Oh honey. Oh. Like even if it's said with love, like, oh, I love you, honey. I mean and it's, it's you're not talking to your child. Yeah. Like it's there's something I don't know. I, I think honey's been ruined. I it might be ruined. I also like I get why he did that because he's so angry, right? And he's just like you, you do that thing where you, like, set someone up to do something you know they're going to do that's going to bother you yeah. just so you can, like, lash out at someone. Yeah. So I get why he did that. Or well, you he really he yeah. gives it to her in the library, too. He straight mm. up just, like, shouts at yeah. her for yes. no reason. And then he backtracks and makes it, like, a funny Xander moment. But, yeah, I, don't, I mean, he never really deserved her, it, did he? It reveals a no. lot about him, too, that, like, he always perceives it as, like, a them-against-me situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, everyone's automatically going to fight me on this. Um and then also, oh, I, I just saw one of my notes. Uh, this is changing subjects, but Angelus's like end of the world outfit is like the satin top with yeah. the leather, with the pants. leather pants. Yeah, oh, he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna turn Earth into hell. Like you got to be stylish. Yeah. Well, do you think when they get sucked into the hell dimension, like that's his outfit? Forever. Forever. There's Until probably it just, no... like, rots off his body. Yeah. <laughs> He's just wearing that thing. Yeah. Oh, God. And that satin shirt's going to go quick. It's That's cool. Satin. And the leather's going to go slow. Ooh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes, like, an Incredible Hulk situation yeah. where they just get shorter it, and It, like, shorter. just ends up being a little leather diaper at the end. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh... And that, he did not think about that well. Anyway. <laughs> um, we get to see... A version of Jenny Calendar in this episode during one of the that was so torture cruel sequences. of Drusilla. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and then she can't stop making out with him. Well, yeah. you know what? You, She's you get it. She stars are just like us. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I get it, girl. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I feel like because Drew, it's possible, has never been kissed by anyone who wasn't evil. Yeah, so maybe she's like, oh, this is so gentle. Yeah, mm. I bet she's like this tenderness, because she, she probably never kissed anyone when she was a crazy No, seer. probably not. So she's only ever kissed, like, oh, God. Okay, so Angel, who's, like, just, like evil, evil. Yeah. And then Spike, who's probably, like, just so thirsty, like, just yeah, calm down. Yeah, too much. No. She's never yeah. <laughs> kissed by, like, an adult good person. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what a moment for her. Yeah. <laughs> and they try to end it. It's like, no, keep rolling. Just let it Let it happen. <laughs> Oh, I liked when um, Giles is, you know, in the other room and so Xander comes to get him out. Yeah. And Xander's like, would they have sent me if that's what you, if yeah. they're giving you your fantasy? Yeah. That was funny. He's like, all right. All right See, no matter what's going on, there's always time for a quick joke yeah. among <laughs> friends with yeah. the Scoobies. Yes. <laughs> oh, and we get to see what Willow looks like when magic starts to take over her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Although, <laughs> I did notice. So she does the spell. Yeah. She's overcome and she's chanting. And then when the spell's over mm-hmm. and she comes back, it's so anticlimactic. Yeah. She literally just like glances to the left. Yeah. Like, and then they cut <laughs> on that. <laughs> like there's no like dropping yeah, no, back like, into oh. the bed. Or... Ooh. 
Gotta chill. That, that yeah. was weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Uh-huh. Um, was that Sarah McLaughlin at the end? Yes. Mm-hmm. Great. I uh, did the sound hound on it. Oh, you did. <laughs> um, no, Sarah McLaughlin was a lo- was a big thing in the nineties. Yes. Lots of Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. If you wanted like tortured, sad, or if you were sad and you just like wanted to like live in that sadness. Oh my god. Okay. I have some really embarrassing uh, okay. confession. Um, when you guys were like younger, did you ever? Wait, is it a confession about us? <laughs> did you ever? When you guys were younger, you... I would draw you. Do you sleep. remember me drawing you? Um, um, no, because when I was younger, did you guys ever like, um, like, uh, listen to music and then like make up a story for that music sure. and like dance that story? Wait. <laughs> Okay, listen to music, make up a story, and then dance the story. Like, yeah, like as like, if you were like, doing like enact it and dance it, like and... contemporary dance, like <laughs> like something that would be in like so you think you can dance. Um, I think like that's modern... being generous. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more like a twelve-year-old uh-huh. living in Southern California. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. like... So to answer your question, no. <laughs> I would make up stories. I would like, okay, so I would listen to certain songs, and uh-huh. some of them were Sarah McLaughlin, which is yeah. why I remembered it, and, like, just make up, like, a whole story, usually, a, like, a sad love story, Yeah, and I would always die at the end. Aww. Like, I would always, like, throw myself on the ground. That's a good way to end a dance, and, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'd just, like, be, like, dancing, and then I would, like, oh, I set up, my mom had these, like, flower-patterned pillows. I'd put uh-huh. all the pillows on the ground so it wouldn't hurt, but also I'd pretend it was a field of flowers Aww. where I would die. <laughs> Wow. And just you like, were collapse. a modern Ophelia. <laughs> I, yeah, I made up a lot of different songs. A lot of different songs had a lot of different stories okay. for me. Yeah. Um, but Sarah McLaughlin, heavy. I would even cry at the end. I was you were into it. I was into it. Wow. Like I would just like lay there completely still. But then if my mom came in, I would just stand up and pretend I wasn't <laughs> doing anything. <laughs> I'm just standing in a room with pillows on the ground. Yeah, with Sarah McLaughlin blasting. <laughs> and I'm just standing. I just be like, um, and like kind of pretend to be casual. My mom oh would just be like, God. I don't know what she's doing. She probably could hear you from like yeah, one she floor down. Around. Yeah, she knew. Yeah. Throwing my body on the ground. <laughs> she's like, oh. Classic. She was dying to see those dances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember any of the choreography? It was very freeform. So mm-hmm. it would change. Like this, the story would stay the same, but the mm-hmm. moves would be different. Were there words? I mean, the lyrics of the song, but okay. it was, I would sing along with it while I was dancing. Mm-hmm. And then usually when I was dying, I would not sing the song. My sister would do that too, but to yeah. Celine Dion, treat her like a lady. And she would, I don't know if I know that song. Treat her like a lady. It's like one of her more upbeat hits. <laughs> and she would wear um, e- Egyptian costume jewelry. And, Your sister would? Yeah, my sister would. And like high heels and the, my mom's high heels and then like dance around. And then that was way more embarrassing because when my mom walked in, there would just be Celine Dion blasting, and she's just hanging out in full jewelry. Denise, that uh, that was for you. (laughs) That you've been waiting to share that story. (laughs) Yeah. Do we have any other thoughts, like stray observations or anything? I was just watching the little last scene, and something Mm -hmm. that I noticed was weird is. When all the Scoobies come back at school to uh, like meet up and they're asking, like, where's Buffy and everything? Yeah. Oz is pushing Willow in a wheelchair. 
Yeah. On the grass. Yeah. To the cement. <laughs> it's just like. He does not have time to go around corners. Yeah. He well, they all, right through. They all converge at that spot. So maybe yeah. he was on the sidewalk. I was like, oh, they're going to get there first. Yeah. And made like a little. <laughs> He's like, I got to catch him. Got a corner. Stage it differently. Like, swap yeah. them. Have. Because Zan- it's Xander and Giles walking together yeah. and they meet up with Oz, Willow, and Cordelia and just swap it. Mm. Have them walking across the grass. And just even like for the act, for Seth Green pushing her. Yeah, pushing yeah. Alice Hannigan in this chair, like, just put him on the sidewalk. <laughs> Jesus. I, you know what? I think the Scoobies are ableists, and they didn't realize what they were doing. Mm. And the poor Willow and Oz are, like, stuck in the grass. It's just unpleasant for everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think maybe Willow was trying to get herself through the grass. Okay. And Oz, like, came up and was like, oh, well, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Also, okay, and I know it's supposed to be so that we can have a moment of all of them at the school. But Willow is not ready to go back to school. Right. No, it's the next day, and she just woke up from a coma. Yeah, and yeah, I get why she she's not in a she's in a wheelchair because she can't walk because she just got out of a coma. But that's also a good reason not to go to school. Well, maybe her legs got smashed. Like you I, said. I looked, I didn't see any no, evidence like of smash. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah, there could be serious brain trauma. Seriously, yeah. Well, plus she did that spell, so she's like tired on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. Do you think she came just to see Buffy? Oh, maybe. Like she forced maybe. So she's, herself. To you know, come or maybe she's just there, like. Uh, maybe she's not taking classes. Right. Maybe she's not at class. She just came for their break or whatever. She just came to teach two yeah. periods she's of like, computer I just sciences. Have to teach you. Well, it's finals. That's right. And Buffy's skipping them. I remember, like, watching these episodes and thinking, like, God, I wish an apocalypse would happen so I wouldn't have to take my. Like, if, if I had bigger things to worry about, wouldn't that be a dream than, like, finals? I really hated school. I would no, it rather, wouldn't be a dream. It would be awful. I would rather, I would rather fight an apocalypse than, than, take classes. than take classes. So you would be a Buffy in this? You wouldn't be, like, a bystander? No, I'd be, because I would die. You would, okay. I, I would rather be a Buffy. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I remember before, like, tests or when I didn't want to do something, I was also a bad student. I didn't yeah. like school either. Um. But yeah, I would imagine just like a meteor taking out the whole school. Yeah. Like me and everybody else. Like, yep, let's just wrap yeah. this up. I don't want to go to geometry. Guys, you're yeah. talking about dying. It was, listen, I hated, I hated, I hated school. School was bullshit. It was bullshit. And like, but also, it was finite. You're out of it. You never have to go back. You don't it's, see and it And I'm like glad that. you guys are like alive now. You don't see it like that. And also you're like, even if you're looking like, okay, it's finite, you're like, this moment still really sucks mm-hmm. and I don't want to do it. And, like, my mom forced me to take, like, all AP and honors classes, mm-hmm. which I was not prepared for. And I just, like, didn't study ever. And then I remember, like, seeing the test and just being like, I have no idea what's happening. I don't know. I could not tell you what's, what any of this means. <laughs> and so I just, I remember thinking, like, oh, God, this test is tomorrow. I didn't study. I really wish, I don't know, zombies would come or something. Yeah. Well, because that would even be more, that would just be more interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, as, like, a fantasy mm-hmm. yeah way more interesting than taking a fucking test well and like what's in, like yeah but couldn't you also like find out that your twin is like a supermodel and then you swap lives or whoa. like whoa that's really specific we, were, we weren't watching that movie <laughs> that was the first thing I thought. like or i don't know i guess i also wanted to escape my boring parts of my life mm-hmm. but it usually wasn't a fantasy of everyone dying or anything well, hard i'd rather just make it easy like you have a secret aunt you didn't know about, leaves you a house in the Caribbean. Yeah. I mean, and you have cool. to like live there because if you don't live, you have to go there and finish high school. Mm. Oh no. But you invite all your friends. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, I think 
well, I think a big part of like the the like apocalypse yeah. type stuff that I would imagine a lot was that like I always knew deep down like the stakes in life are so much bigger mm-hmm. than this. And yet all of these people at this school and my parents are making me feel like this is life and death when I know that there are bigger things. But I, I'm currently in this reality where like grades and like school and like in these subjects that I will never like, when have I ever used chem to AP in my life? Never, ever. Nor did I use it in high school because I failed that class <laughs> twice. But yeah, I guess. I don't know. I was, I'm I think maybe I just like school more. That's probably underneath it. Yeah, I only I like liked, the social like, aspect of school. I liked learning about new things. And for things that I never used again, I was like, okay, so I learned it. I learned it's not what I want to spend more time with. I couldn't wait for college because I couldn't wait to dictate my own classes. Right. So that was, I liked for that, me, though. much more than, like, uh, I wish that uh, I could fight zombies instead of do school. I was like, school's, like, high school's fine, but I can't wait. And then I got to college, and they were like, here's some gen eds to take. And I was like, I hate college. Yeah. But, like, I just couldn't wait to study just what I wanted. Like, my fantasy would be, like, to be Giles or Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Oh. And just be in that huge library, read whatever I want, study whatever I yeah. want, give myself self-quizzes, which I would pass them all. <laughs> but so see, I think I'm just a bigger no school nerd. to that. And, like, I, I liked learning. Like, I liked learning things that I wanted to learn. Right. Yeah. Like, and I liked electives, and I liked, like, things that I was interested in, I liked. Mm-hmm. I did not like, like, people telling me, like, you have to take this class, you have to take this class, and then... I don't know. I just, I didn't care about any of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway. you know, did you ever run away? From home? No. No, I wanted to, but I didn't. I had fantasies of getting sent to boarding school. Whoa. Not like military boarding school, like cool boarding school where everyone wears cute kilts every day. And yeah. <laughs> you study I, Latin. I would have probably liked that. I, we can I, was, I liked school because I didn't like being at home. So I like liked yeah. school more. But no. only for the social aspect. Like, I liked being with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> just didn't, like... I think the consequences of not getting good grades was a big problem, too. Because it was, like, then I'd have to, like, face the music at home. It was not fun. Yeah. Guys. Um, the <sighs> season really tour. ends on a rough note, too. Yeah. I mean, Buffy... Her mom walks into her bedroom. Finds a note. Is heartbroken. Sees that Buffy's taken out all of her stuff. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The note is actually just the lyrics to that Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> Which is like weirdly playing in the room. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that song has been on repeat for 20 minutes. I'm going to go check that out. Um, but yeah, Buffy boards a Greyhound mm-hmm. bus to Destination Unknown. Yeah, and away from Sunnydale. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Who knows? It is sad. We know. I mean, we know. Yeah, I, I think we know. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, yeah, it, it, it like the, I think this is the end of the like this signals the end of the fun loving Buffy that is just like oh, I'm so cute yeah. like that goodbye like yeah. yes she might quip yes she might like make jokes and whatever yeah. but there is going to be this darkness that's always there because she's had to do the unthinkable mm-hmm. and be, has felt rejection from everywhere because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that in that moment when she's across the street from her friends, she could go to her friends. She could. I mean, because I don't know. I think I think Willow and Xander, and to a different degree, Oz and Cordy, would be there for her if she left them. 
Like she oh, it's chooses all internalized. Yeah, yes. I feel like she is rejected by school. She is rejected by her mother. She does murder her lover, but she chooses to turn away from these people who love her because she's just waiting already, for her on the steps. Because she's already defined in her head like they will not understand what I went through. Because mm-hmm. like it is true, they will never truly understand, but they can mm-hmm. sympathize. Sure, but um, she doesn't even give them. The she doesn't let them. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's weird that the rest herself. of the season she is murdering herself. Yeah. It's something she does a lot. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the season she's in Wisconsin. A whole nother. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Season three is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There are not a lot of demons in Wisconsin, so it's just a lot of farming. Cheese. She likes cheese. She loves cheese. Buffy loves cheese. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was thinking about cheese. I'm hungry. <laughs> Every, I just want to say, yeah. so all that stuff happens for Buffy, and yeah, now we have a totally new Buffy. Every single main character had that moment in these two episodes. Mm-hmm. So that's not like the whole gang has changed because Buffy's changed. Like each individual has had their character change overnight. Yeah. And we're going to see that for the rest mm-hmm. of the show. Like Cord- uh, Cordy at the hospital, like we, for the very first time, see a real vulnerable, sincere person. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about Spike earlier. Um, we see that he'll do anything it takes to get what he wants. Willow, we get a yeah, big yeah. preview into yeah. what's going down for Willow. Mm-hmm. Like, it's great. And great Xander, season finale. Xander will always be that guy now mm-hmm. that lied to Buffy about that. Like, mm-hmm. he cannot escape that. Like, that moment has defined him. Mm-hmm. As and, Whistler would tell us. Yeah, and it, I think that one is one of the ones where he had no way to possibly know the consequences. No. But mm-hmm. he, he, he moved instinctually. Yeah. What with his gut. Oh, All right, nice. um, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, Colin? I do. Yay. So is this gonna air on the this Thursday, Thursday. tomorrow, Friday? Uh-huh. Uh huh. You can see me with my monster themed rock band, Dra- oh. uh, Drac and the Swamp Rats. We'll be at the Silver Lake Lounge at midnight. Um, that's a free show. Uh, Pat Reagan and the Baby Boys are going to be there. The Brothers Brothers Band, the Chroma Keys. It's the most rock and roll entertainment you can get for free on a Friday night. I urge everyone to come. Awesome. It's going to be great. Yeah. And then, of course, Saturday, you guys know the Nerdist School Assembly. Yay. Come to that. It's going to be really fun, you guys. Come see all the amazing shit that this school has to offer. Um, I never would have met anyone in this room if I hadn't come to Nerdist, sure. and all of you are absolute peach darlings. <laughs> <laughs> um, just trying to look up the next episode. Okay. It's, uh, Anne and Dead Man's Party. Okay, you already knew. <laughs> and I also just want, this is stupid, but I want you cleaner? to see what, what came up when I opened my phone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Kelly has really creepy creepy sketches on her phone I right just now. googled oh. person sleeping on their side drawing <laughs> what, was the last um, one? what if, if Jenny wanted... Calendar came up with that oh search? my god that would be that would be really cool um yeah so <laughs> <laughs> things that we've reached a new bar of creepy yeah and I yeah. think we'll try to clear it next week with episodes one and two of season three he's gonna look at it again. Anne and Dead Man's Party oh. <laughs> right you let it go away for a while <laughs> Comes back, it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
You know what? It was a risk, and I'm glad we took it. Yeah, me too. All right, we'll me check too. in with you guys next week. Bye. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.